0: Simon Pagenaud, your overall winner for the Daytona 24 Hour, joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios, and right now he is uh, about to show us that congratulatory Rolex watch he's about to drop here in the Freak Nation. All right, let's see. Let's see the unveiling, babe.
1: Are you ready? Yeah. Uh huh. No, because it's special when it comes out, you know.
2: Yep. Yeah. Bam!
3: <laughs> wow!
2: Bam!
1: <laughs>
3: there it is. How about that? Whoa! Beautiful. Unbelievable! Wow, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so we You're only get to
2: see
3: it. we only get the <laughs> few seconds to see it. We don't have <laughs> too many seconds, or we'll too the much for that's the trophy. Cool is rare. Yeah. All right. There well,
2: who's going to actually wear it, or is this going to go on your fireplace mantle as the actual trophy? I mean, what's what's going to happen to this watch?
1: Have to give it some thoughts <laughs> haley has been trying my wife she's been trying to steal it already i'm not even home yet <laughs> know, so, right? <laughs> so i'm gonna have to think about that thoroughly tomorrow on the plane ride <laughs>
0: hey simon Pagano, your daytona 24-hour winner joining us here in the freak nation simon talk about the cold the the issue with being in a race car when it's below freezing was it a big deal for you and the
1: rest of the meyer shank team Okay, so I'm uh, originally from France, and in Europe, we do drive in uh, when it's really cold and you go testing, we test in the winter, sometimes it snows, and when it snows, we go, we go on track, even with a formula sitter, no problem. So when I was a kid, I learned that the best way to combat uh, cold weather and tingling toes is to put newspaper around your feet, Okay. Yeah, because it blocks the, uh, the whatever. Anyways, you understand. But mm-hmm. I thought if I crash and the car catches fire, it's a bad idea. Oh. <laughs> so anyways, I found toe warmers. So I used toe warmers for the entire 24 hours. It was so cold. You wow. did?
2: Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's so incredible. Cold. So did yeah. you and everybody else, or at least the other drivers, Ollie, Elio? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I suggested they use the, the newspaper, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I used the toe warmers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. You guys are now the overall winners. That's all that matters. 60 in 60. That's perfect.
1: Yes. I mean, what are the odds for Mario Racing? First of all, it's uh, my first race with the team. Uh, they won 10 years ago, uh, their first Daytona Twenty Four. We're number 60, and that was the sixiest, um, uh version of the 24 hours. It's incredible. 60 for 60. So, very excited for the entire team. Obviously, you know, starting with a new team and starting on the right foot like this is always super important. But uh, the entire team did such a great job all weekend. Um, they managed the strategy really well. <laughs>
0: Well, you, you talk about managing the strategy, and frankly, Simon Pagenaud, your Daytona 24 hour winner, uh, beginning of the race, it didn't look like you guys were going to be around for 24 hours. You couldn't figure crap out. Wh- when <laughs> when did the light switch come on, Bud?
1: Yeah, um, you know it's 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 difficult. You know the this year um, the series the IMSA they they decided that we had to run a certain. Uh, tire pressure uh, level and we were everybody every team were um, being checked live by IMSA and if your tires were under a certain level of pressure they would uh, pit you and have you do a drive-through so um, that was a big penalty so we started with the pressure a little bit too high <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just for safety reasons uh just so we wouldn't get caught and uh just just because we played the game and then uh, as we went we lowered lowered it to the right level and we were able to manage that tire pressure delta but yeah at the beginning it was uh it was a bit of a shock for us
3: simon pagino I go back with you all the way to when it was Simone. You were asking people to call you Simone instead of Simon.
1: I don't know who you heard that from, but that wasn't me. That wasn't me. All
3: right. That must have been somebody else that won an IndyCar championship and won an Indy. Uh, So it's Rolex watch. Let's go back to that for a minute. You've raced at Le Mans. You've raced all over the world. Is there anything else that even comes close I imagine you're going to be the hero among some of the guys on other paddocks when you go race. <laughs> well, obviously,
1: <clears throat> winning Indianapolis was was a was my biggest dream as a kid, and and I never even thought it was going to be something possible. Uh, Daytona is is uh, is such a classic, you know. Even you know, we had some French reporters here that came all the way from France just to report on the race because the you know endurance racing is so big in France. Uh, obviously. That was a big race that I had on my hunting board, um, but the 24 Hours of Le Mans is another one, right? So um, after achieving what we achieved today, certainly the desire to go to Le Mans just just suddenly grew uh, even more. Um, but obviously, my priority at the moment is still still to win more Indianapolis, you know. <laughs>
3: So let's 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 go a little deeper into that. Which is better? <laughs> yeah, a, a swig of milk at the winning for Indy or getting that Rolex on your wrist? Which is which is better?
1: Whoa, that is tough because uh it's not politically correct, but um I would never <laughs> let's put it in the right terms, I would never give away my little ring. Um <laughs> because uh because to me you're the fastest man on earth for that whole year right Uh, it's indianapolis 500 is just to me uh it's just something special to it the the speed the history and um and the fact that uh, it's um for a french guy to win that race is very special because we we're just not it's not our culture so uh so i'm
3: very proud of it
2: yeah you being the first one since gaston that's just Crazy, crazy cool. Nine years.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it also helps to get your bust, your picture on a trophy that's gonna <laughs> be there forever. Uh you could everybody's got a Rolex watch. I never age. Yeah, there never you go. <laughs> but you're always gonna be on that trophy for the duration yeah. at the same age you are when you won the race. That's pretty cool.
1: That's the disadvantage Elio is having because he's won four times and he's having his face redone every time. So you could see he's aging, where, you know, I've only won once. So at the moment, I'm not
3: aging. Did you climb the fence with Elio when it was all over?
1: I did. I did. It was actually really cool. Uh, he said it. He said it to me. He said, when, uh, if we win, when we win, let's climb the fence. I said, okay, climb the fence, Elio. If you say it, we're going to do it. And um, we're talking, we're texting, because obviously Elio was in second, I was in fourth. So we never saw each other during the race. But we're texting each other to give each other tips on driving and how the car felt. And at one point, we were like, man, I think we have a shot. I really think we have a shot. And that was pretty early. Um, But we did climb the fence, and, and that was a really cool moment uh, to share that with him.
2: Okay. That's interesting to me. You guys as teammates, as as co-drivers in the winning car, you guys never saw each other because of your driver placement throughout that 24 hours? You never saw each other throughout the 24 hours until the end?
1: No, we, we didn't see each other for wow. 24 hours, which is a long time these days not to see Elio for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, since we're teammates, we see each other every day. But uh, uh, we yeah we, we we text and that's how we keep each other um, each other uh, informed on what on the situation. but we did the same with the teammates with with Tom, Tom and Oliver. We, we <laughs> had a group text and uh, made sure we were keeping each other informed on the situations.
2: Well yeah part it was of that tough text at night
1: I tell you it was really tough at night on cold tires. it was mm-hmm. it oh it yeah. was so difficult, so every information you could get was happening.
2: Well, part of your text, I think it was your last text, at least that I'm aware of, to that driver group before the celebratory texts were, bring me that Brazilian magic, baby. (laughs) Clearly that worked.
1: Well, you know, Elio, Elio, he's just amazing under pressure. Um, And that's what he does. Uh, And that's what I admire so much with him is you put him under high pressure, he does better. So um, I was like, "Amen." bring the Brazilian magic to the table. It's time. It's go time. And, uh, well, he did it. I mean, I tell you, I was more stressed than he was. It was horrible to watch. (laughs) Horrible.
2: Yeah. For all of you guys, Kenny, wasn't it Tom that said something like, I just have to go to the bathroom or I need to go to the toilet, but I can't or something like that. All of you guys were stressed. Outside yes. of the car, not inside the car.
3: Right. <laughs> it's
1: it's it's actually way harder to be outside the track, I, I, outside the car. It's uh, it's very difficult to uh, hold your nerves. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> How difficult was the change uh, for you guys? The, the the body differences. I mean, Alios on a good day he's four foot two. How much of oh, a change it's... was that for for you guys getting in and out of that seat?
1: Yes, we uh, actually, you know, we're laughing about this, but we actually. Uh, Pretty close in size, uh, but it makes for a very difficult seat because everybody wants to be comfortable, right? And there's always gonna be one guy that's less comfortable. So what we did is um, Jarvis, uh, because he's a full-time with Tom, he did did the base seat. And surprisingly enough, when I sat in it, I was like, okay, I can drive this. So I didn't have to make an insert. So our pit stop time were really quick because of that. Um, And that's why I was after Oliver. And then after me was uh, Tom. Tom Mm. would put his inserts and Elio was using Tom's inserts. So that's why the the rotation was that way. And uh, it worked out really well.
3: So what (laughs) about Tom? Tom, is uh, his dad is a former world champion rally, uh, rally champion. And uh, he came back at night and put you guys with a chance to win. Are you giving him a little extra maybe a few seconds off of your time, off of your Rolex to, uh, <laughs> to you can't take rewind right. the clock. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: but uh, I tell you what, it's funny because I am, I'm a big, I'm a huge rally fan. And as you, I, we've discussed this many times, but after my uh, professional career, I want to, Go and and try to do the Monte Carlo Rally. Um, that's a that's passion of mine. Ooh. Something I want to do. So uh, a bit like Jimmy Johnson is doing IndyCar uh, right now. I want to do the same with Rally. And we were discussing, and all of a sudden I realized he was uh, he was Blomquist's son. Yeah, I was like, your dad, the Rally champion. He's like, yeah, it's my dad. <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> so I became a big fan that day. Yeah.
0: holy smokes
2: i don't wait hold on though i don't see you getting starstruck by very many people was that one of the first times you've been starstruck by a teammate or a teammate's parents
1: as you can see i hide my emotions really well oh yeah (laughs) right yeah i I get starstruck all the time uh but i yeah i've been starstruck many times i met damon hill uh Ah. you know formula one world champion I, i jumped to him and i said damon i love you (laughs) <laughs> oh. I used to watch you on TV, and, and and Jacques Villeneuve was a teammate of mine. I used to watch him. And, yeah, no, it's uh, you know I'm 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 a racer at heart, but I'm a fan to start with. Originally, I just loved watching racing. I loved to go, and I just wanted to be a driver. But I never thought it was going to be possible. So I, I was a fan at first.
0: Well, Simon, it, if my math serves me correctly. Uh, your son Marley was born, at, wasn't born when you won the 500, but of course was born for this Daytona 24 hour win. Um, you gotta come on, you gotta pull an Indy 500 win out now with uh, your baby boy being born, big
3: Daddy. Oh,
2: and then to go with what Statman was saying, then you chug the milk in victory lane with ah. your wrist having a Rolex on it, and there's the best scenario. You the, yeah. ring, the
3: Rolex well, and another okay. swig of milk. There you go. There you yeah. go. There you, go. Well,
2: my, you gave me
1: the idea that the Rolex might be instant, uh, but. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you uh I tell you what I said I, that's one of the first things I thought about after the race is how proud I was um to have won this race and add that to the hunting board, and so my son can be proud of me later that's uh that's something that's becoming a big thing for me and giving me a lot of motivation.
2: It is cool though to see mm-hmm. the sons and daughters of drivers via social media, and how they do get so proud of their parents. It's it's really neat to see the evolution of them when they go from babies to actually understanding the sport, and then getting into the into it themselves. It's it's awesome.
1: I know it's uh <clears throat> well it's first of all the love the love is incredible, and uh, I tell you I can't wait to see what my son's gonna become.
0: Right. Aww. Well, where do you head off to now? Were you testing in Sebring with IndyCar? What's the next step for you now, bud?
1: Well, first of all, we're going to go celebrate the Daytona 24 uh, Mm -hmm. win with the whole team. We're staying in Daytona tonight. We're going to celebrate it. And then, um, yeah, next test is uh, Sebring in uh, February 15, I believe, Mm -hmm. with with my shank racing team and Elio. So I look forward to that because that'll be our last test before St. Petersburg end of February.
2: Okay, hold on. This is—I don't know if anybody knows this answer because you're driving the number sixty in IndyCar too, right? Correct. So, has the same number car ever won both the twenty-four hours and the Indy five hundred in the same year? I think you would know that better. than I, me. Yeah, we yeah. got to look that up. No one heard. We <laughs> got to look that up. Hmm, just saying, just saying.
3: So, is the party <laughs> going to be in Daytona or Daytona Beach? You're going to be out <laughs> on the. You're going to be out on the
1: sand or where? It's across the street. We're going to uh, Miller's Hale House. <laughs> if you want to join us, oh, you're yeah. welcome.
2: <laughs> and then party back at your motorhome with the fireplace. One of the fireplaces, I mean, right?
1: you know, mm. it's... Seriously. It's pretty nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see, but I mean,
2: look at this. Gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. It's pretty cool. You sure not in a
1: townhome across the street? <laughs> It feels like a town home. It feels
2: like yeah. my town home
1: in Indianapolis when I when <laughs> I moved to the US. Jeez, oh, just a little bit nicer. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> nice. Hey, it, is home. it
1: sacrilege for
0: a French guy to have American wine yeah. after a race win?
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm 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 a huge um, I'm a huge Napa Cabernet wine, um, yeah. huge fan, huge fan, and and actually the you know I I'm into wine, so the the quality of the wine in the US is quite impressive. Um, I must say the um, the weather helps, but the engineers that designed the wine, they, they did a really, really good job. No, I'm serious. They, they do an wow. amazing job at keeping every bottle similar, where uh, in the past in France, it was a problem to find the right cork that would keep the wine um, uh, without air, to huh. keep them all the same in every bottles.
0: Holy smokes.
2: There's your retirement yep. plan. We saw Danica Patrick do it. We've seen Scott Pruitt do it. You need to just go buy some land in Napa. Your first wine would be Norman. Too late. Too too late. late.
1: Too expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, there is that. Come
1: on. (laughs) Pagano's Pinot?
2: Pagano's Pinot. What? Pagano's
1: Cab. Pagano's Cab.
2: Yeah. Well, that would be Norman.
1: Wine nut.
2: (laughs) Good. (laughs) Marley's Merlot. Marley's Merlot. There you go.
0: Dang. Anything else you need? Just give me a call. All right. <laughs> simon uh we're we're happy for you buddy i think you know that thanks yes, for thanks for joining good. us man
1: thanks for having me i appreciate absolutely. it absolutely i'll see you after saint pete i guess
0: yes look at that go wink, celebrate
1: wink. <laughs> yeah wink wink see you buddy see you guys thank you. <laughs>